This morning we give you all the praise and all the thanks with one more clap and, and an amen shout unto God. Good morning to you. You may be seated in the presence of Almighty God. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14 speaks about, Matthew chapter 24 speaks about perilous times that are, that are coming and that we're living in those times. And then right in the middle of it, Jesus explains what the atmosphere would be like, what the generations would go through. But then he drops in there his wisdom and he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, then the end will come. That means there will be a demonstration of the kingdom of God. You're going to find the presence, the power, the protection of the kingdom upon your life because all that you're looking for is found in a message. It's called the kingdom of God. It's more than being saved. And you need to understand that this morning because you could be in the kingdom and never receive its benefits. But the Psalms 103 says, forget not all his benefits. When you got saved, it wasn't just for heaven. If it was just for heaven, you should have died at a graveyard somewhere or got saved there and then just fall over into a, in, into a grave and, and be buried. That's not what salvation is all about. There's a message of the kingdom that you were called to live by. Hold on to this message so that you become what God has called you to be. And in that message is everything that you're looking for. From protection to provision to progress to peace of the increase of his government in peace. It's all in that message. Can you believe it? It's in a message. It's in what you believe. It is so simple. And yet it can be so elusive because many people don't see it. Don't see value in it. And so when you come into the kingdom of God, you must pay attention because you can miss it completely. And miss God's provision and his increase. And everything that God intended us to live under. And so the title of my sermon this morning is, When You Are the One. When You Are the One. Interesting scripture. You're dealing with Jesus who comes into the earth. And he wasn't the first one to announce the kingdom. John the Baptist was the forerunner. Let me say this, that if Queen Elizabeth has to come to South Africa, she doesn't just arrive. She's announced. And everything's prepared. That's how kingdoms operate. So Jesus had to have a forerunner to tell us, the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. And so Jesus didn't come to start another religion. In fact, his, all of his fights were with religious people. The Sadducees and the Pharisees hated him because he carried a message. And so anytime you don't understand the message, you miss Jesus completely. And if you don't understand the kingdom, you will never understand the Bible. So the kingdom is the place that everything you're looking for. Jesus never came to start another religion. He came to usher in the kingdom that was lost in Genesis chapter 1. Adam never lost a religion. He was never given a religion. Religion is man, a man-made idea to try and reach up to God. 
And religion will always tell you that, you know, in the sweet by and by. Across the bridge, there'll be no sorrow. I grew up with those songs, those LPs. That one day in the sweet by and by, yet when you're in his kingdom, he says of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. The kingdom has everything that you're looking for. And it's the message that this generation is going to desperately need. You can't miss it anymore. I'm announcing it in the heavens, you will not miss it anymore. Because you're going to find peace in the midst of every storm. You're going to find while the economies are fr fumbling and people are, 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 are being pulled out of you know, top positions. And, and, and you're going to thrive. Why? You're in the kingdom of God. Come on, children of God. You, you're going to see increase. I am telling you, I feel it like I, like I feel it in my spirit. The next six months are going to be tremendous increase for the kingdom people. There'll be no sorrow here for you. There'll be no pain. There'll be no struggle. I am telling you, the kingdom has everything that you need to live a life of victory. Everything. Everything. You'll not be afraid of death. Because when your time is up, Paul said, man, I welcome death. He says, I've run my race. I fought the good fight. Now is laid up a crown for me. He says, I'm caught between the two. Whether to be here with you, that is more needful. But to be with Jesus is better. Not afraid. Saying, I'm, I'm, I'm caught between, is it today? With I just give you one more teaching. Or tomorrow I want to be with Jesus. No sorrow. No grief. Because anybody who's fulfilled their purpose in the earth, and you are the one, and you've done what God called you to do, you welcome death. Are you hearing me? That is why Jesus, 33 and a half years, fulfilled his purpose and says, it's better that I go. You're crying because they're 99 and out. All right. When you are the one, Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. Let's go in there. Now it came to pass when Jesus, Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples. This John the Baptist, is caught, his, his ministry is quite strange because he is the one, but he's there as the one who's not the one. He's there to announce the one. He says, I am not the one, but I am being sent here to announce that there is a one whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to, to tie. So he's caught between the law, the Old Testament, and the New Testament, the New Covenant. And he's there as what we call as a transitional ministry. So his message is about the kingdom. And he announces it. He's in the wilderness. He says, repent because the kingdom is here. Repent because the kingdom is here. What does repent mean? Repent is not remorse. It's two different things. Repent is to change your mind. To be remorseful is to be sorry for the sin that you committed. That's two different things. Some people are not sorry for what they've done, or sometimes they are sorry, but, and they say so, but they don't make a turn. So you need to make a turn. The whole thing about the kingdom is that you repent. That's the number one word in the kingdom of God. You must change your mind. You must drop your religion. You must drop your culture. You must move away from the things that you believed and the systems of this world. 
And so you change your mind from your education to your religion to your culture and all that you were trained in because the kingdom, you've never seen a kingdom in operation. Never. So it's going to take everything inside of you. That's the reason why he says, unless you are converted and become like a little child, there's no way you can enter into the kingdom. Because a child, what is the number one thing with a child, with your child? Once you got your child, what is the number one thing? Every single day, Tashira, what is the number one thing? The child must go to school. That's it. Got to learn disciplines, behaviors, and everything that a system would inject into this child. Now you've got God to school, university, and got your degree, but none of the messages you've heard, even went to Bible school, never heard the kingdom. Now you get born again, and you discover that there is something called a kingdom. And in this kingdom, it looks nothing like the way you grew up. It's an upside-down kingdom. The world system will teach you how to hold on to make as much as you can, put it in the can, and then sit on the can for as long as you can. I mean, where are you going to take that stuff with you when you, go to, when, when you leave this place? What are you going to do with it? Someone else is coming to eat that inheritance that you've been keeping so now. Don't let, don't, let, don't let that new girlfriend come in there after you've saved and worked so hard and stored up such, in, and now she, he comes and takes someone else. Okay, let me get off that topic this morning. If you can clap your hands and help me this morning, that'll be really nice. I'm just asking, what are you going to do with all the things you're accumulating? Because we yet to see a hearse and a trailer. Okay, where am I? Let me go back to what I need to be preaching. So, you're here to fulfill a purpose. And so, when Jesus had finished commanding his 12 disciples that he had departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. So John, who's caught up between the, the Old Testament and the New Testament, is announcing the new. It's 400 years of silence in the Old Testament. God's not speaking. Then he makes the announcement. John the Baptist is the cousin to Jesus. Mary, Elizabeth, they, they, they family, and they connect. And so they're both giving birth to a kingdom message. You understand how important the kingdom message is to God? But you, you, you know how, it's, how you know it's important to God? Look where the enemy is fighting people. This message of the kingdom. He'll fight you for it. You'll try and frustrate me and keep me awake for five hours last night. I was like, devil, get out of here. Just because you're preaching the kingdom message. He doesn't want you to get the message because how will, we, how will you know without a preacher? You can't believe for anything you've not heard. You must hear this message. So he wants you to dance around, have your religious games, and do all the other things you want to do, but never get, grab a hold of this kingdom message because you need understanding. So I can't even kick and scream and, you know, spit and do all the things that we can do with the anointing. You need time to be taught. You need, you need to, time to take some notes. You've never taken notes even in school. In this class, you must. You must take your notes. You must at least grab a hold of one. You know, this message is so important that God, when we, when, when, he, when we got saved and we started the church, it was Living Life Ministries. And that's the message that I had. And then God interrupts it after five years and says, 
Dr. Miles comes in and says, your, your church is called Kingdom Life Embassy. We change the name. We change the vision. We change all of this to grab a hold of the message. And then God pays for our flights every year to the Bahamas and Chicago. He does and he sets it up so that we can understand the message. We could have spent easily two and a half million rand just on getting the message right. And there's a reason why God does that because if you don't get the message right, your life goes nowhere. If you don't understand this message, you, will, you don't have a choice but to go and work for a company and, and sit under the squeeze of, the, of, of companies and this world system and you can't wait for retirement. Show me retirement in the kingdom. There isn't. There isn't. Because you've got a purpose to fulfill in the kingdom. Now, this is different to church. Because you were trained up in church. Oh, but he, at least he went to church his whole life. Are you kidding me? It's like telling me somebody that has gone to McDonald's every single day has now turned into a burger. He might look like a burger, but he's not really a burger. You going to church doesn't put you into it. The Lord's going to help me. I'm, look, it's, it's, it's the birthday, birthday week, so let me, let me just get on with what I need to say. I'm still preaching about John. <laughs> He's transitioning. And here comes, and he announces Jesus. But you could not live under John's message, even though Jesus got baptized into the message of the kingdom. He says, you must baptize me. The baptism has not got to do with, you know, name of the Father, Son, Holy. I get that. But it was, baptism was not an uncommon thing in those days. Baptism was, you go to different leaders, thought leaders, and you find out. Now, this one believes that you, we, 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 we come from an animal. And this is what they, they believe. And they believe because you've got blue eyes and, and, and fair skin, you're going to be a leader. All these different kinds of leaders. So you're going to sit and you'll be, and you're going to listen to them. Now, listening to them and accepting them is two different things. When you ac accept what that leader is saying, he's allowed to baptize you into a message. Are you hearing me? Baptism is not just getting cold in the water. You are baptized into a message. When you come into Kingdom Life Embassy, you're getting baptized into a message. Every part of you is like, I'm going to accept the message. That's why you got baptized. Why did you think you got baptized? Didn't I explain it to you? Well, okay. If you need to get baptized again, let's go again. I went back to the Jordan with Dr. Miles. After I've been taught this thing, I said, baptize me again in this message. Because everything about your life, your feet, please write that out online, your feet will always end up where your mind began. And if your mind is wrong, your feet are confused. You end up in the wrong place because you accepted the wrong message. So Jesus had to be baptized into a message. John the Baptist held the message. He says, repent because the kingdom is here. So when he came to him and he had the teaching of the kingdom, he then got baptized into the message. And when Jesus was 30 years old, he then went and preached the same message. Go and study your Bible. He said, repent because the kingdom is here. 
He came to usher in a message, a kingdom message. And the, if, if you're not understanding this, you're missing your life. What are you saying, apostle? Listen to what I'm telling you. There are people with great gifts that I've watch, watched. Great gifts. But they could not break out from the village. A village mentality. You cannot build the kingdom with a village people. It's all about the way they think. They come out of Korea and they think that, hey, standing at the shop every single Friday with your new tackies on and to brag in front of all those with no teeth. That's life. Catch a life, man. You can be born into poverty. You don't have to die there. The problem is that you're so allowing the, the villagers to celebrate you. No, swimming in a little dam and then going to swim in the oceans. It's two different games. You're going, this message is not for a village. This message is said to you is for the nations. Because anytime you get into the message, the message must take you to Bahamas. It must take you to Chicago. It must get you to preach across the globe. Is there anybody with me this morning? Is somebody hearing me this morning? Because the problem is that you keep on building with your little uh, 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 Wendy house and your little Spaza shop. And you're waiting for Auntie Susie down the road to come to every morning. At least she gets a little bread from me. Are you kidding me? Great kingdom people, great business people that can't break out from the village. This is the day that you break out from the village. This is the day that God's going to send you across the globe. This is the day you're going to get and understand what this kingdom's all about. This is the day you're going to break out from going every year. I must go to Mshlanga Rocks. How do you get satisfied at this level? When you're the one, this is what it looks like. When you are the one, when John had heard in prison, so what has to happen? Oh God, help me! My time's up already. <laughs> I haven't started with one complete scripture. I haven't finished a scripture. John's in prison, but he has to be in prison. Why? Because he's built under the old covenant. He's, he's born into the old covenant. And he's transitioning from the old and what God had prepared for all the 4,000 years to now show and point to what God once done. But he, because of the law, his head has got to be locked away so God can give birth to the next level. So what he does is, when he's in prison... Part of his being in prison, his head's got to come off. Why? Because the head controls the feet. So even though he's got a message, he's birthed under the law. So you've got to become a new wineskin. So Jesus, who is grace, now brings in this message under grace. It's the same message, but it's under law. He now brings it under grace. And what does grace do? Grace makes you able to walk in this message. Grace is given. The power of grace in your life allows you to become what God had called you to be. Not just saved for heaven, but to receive the message of the kingdom so that you can walk in power in the earth. When John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, 
Oh, there's so much to teach. Because the kingdom does not only come into word, it comes with power. There must be a demonstration. If you believe it around you, you'll start to see fruitfulness. You'll start to see the favor of God. You'll start to see the increase. You will start to see a different mind that comes in. Because the first thing in the kingdom of God, when you get born again, when you, when you get the kingdom message, it attacks your mind. How many of you struggling this morning already with the message? Be honest, you in church. Wave your hand and say, Father, I've never heard this before. You're not going to be honest. You're going to get saved and I'm done. The works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples. So John's got these disciples and they're visiting him in prison. And he said to, and said to him, are you, the, are you the coming one or do we look for another? <laughs> There's so much in that word. You see, generation, hear me, sons and daughters. There are people in our midst that God is asking this morning, are you the one or must we go and look to someone else? This is not church. This is kingdom. And there's a difference between the church and the kingdom. Because in church, you can come and attend church your whole life. Take notes all you want to. But we don't see any works of the kingdom. Pastor Brian explained it beautifully on Wednesday. Bondage, wilderness, promised land. You don't have a choice if you're going to be coming to what God has got for you to go through the wilderness. What is the wilderness for? For one reason only. When they went through the wilderness, they were done with an enemy in bondage. You are saved. You came through the Red Sea. Now you're in the wilderness. When you come into the wilderness, there's only one reason why you go through the wilderness. is because the word comes on the inside of you. They had no enemy to fight. Nobody. God blessed them, kept them, watched over them, provided for them, gave them a job. They got stuck getting degrees and having an education and made sure that their families are taken care of because they gathered every day. But nowhere in the wilderness do you think about territory because only promised land people get to think differently. Now, you want to know the difference between the church and the kingdom? The church is not the kingdom. The church is the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. Because the wilderness is where you get the church injection. Meaning, I get to understand who I am. I get to understand what my assignment is. I get to understand my potential. I get the anointing. And I get the presence of God. They left the tabernacle. All of the tents. The thing that brought in the presence of God in the wilderness was the Ark of the Covenant. It was in the most holy place. That Ark of the Covenant is what they took with them into the promised land. So now that I am anointed, I have the presence of God. Now that I know who I am, I then understand that I am the Ecclesia. I am part of this church and I take that part and I step into kingdom territory. The church 
is not the kingdom. The kingdom has got to do with territory. What am I talking about? There are seven pillars that controls all of society. Religion, family, education, media, arts and entertainment, business, and that one. Holy Ghost. No. They've added science and technology, but did I say education? Yeah, yeah. Spirit of the living God will help me. The point about that is that every single one of you, you see, in the church, in the church, I am here full time. To be here, to build here, God puts vision in one man because I am the one for that. And so God will put inside of me the ability to capture vision. The ability to strategize over ministries. And you come alongside me, I will take Pastor Z and I will put the ministry together and strategize and where we're going to go and how. And God gives it to me supernaturally. It's, I am the one for that. You, you're not sure. I, I don't need your approval. And I don't need you to come in and, and say, one, no, no, no. I know who I am. You're missing it. Put up the five life lessons and questions, please. You see, for anybody to function, I'm not talking about the church. I am talking about the kingdom. For anybody to flourish in their assignment, you must be able to be clear about these five questions. Number one is who am I? That's an identity issue. Number two is where am I from? The source. I know who I am and I know where I come from. I don't come from a monkey. I don't need the world to come and tell me that, well, you know, maybe it was, you know, uh, and, and you were just a mistake. No, no, no. I am from God. Because anytime the world has to tell you about your source and your identity, it's for only one reason, is to control you. You get freed from the opinions of men when you know who you are. You become absolutely free from what people think about you and the like. Look, I know I'm not everybody's, everybody's cup of tea, but neither are you. <laughs> I just freed somebody this morning. <laughs> Don't let the world control you, man. What they think about you, God already set you up, man. You, you, you know who you are. I have my identity in Him. I'm good with God. God's good with me. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody going to believe this morning that you're the righteousness of God? You are favored of the Lord. Come on. You are the one. Come on. When you are the one, when you are the one, you don't have an identity issue. If you live for their praises, you're going to die from their criticism. Okay. Why am I here? I'm clear why I'm here. What can I do? I got potential. And I know clearly about how to build strategies. When you come alongside me, the reason why I got another call from a different ministry, big ministry in Durban, to come alongside them and to build strategies for their organization in this new, in this new season. That's what people call me for. I'm clear about who I am and I know what's inside of me. And you know the truth is it comes easy. Because it's the grace of God upon me. The problem with people that are gifted and sometimes, you know, grace in a certain area, 
where others are not graced in, they actually can become arrogant at times. Because I'm like, why don't you think this way? I mean, uh, you're stupid. You've got to be gracious with people because where I am strong, others are weak. But where I'm weak, they're strong. So you've got to learn how to work with people. That's for another day. What can I do? And where am I going? Man, what a glorious day it's going to be when we return back home. That's ultimate. But while we're in the earth, we've got a kingdom message. And every single day, we're making up our minds on how to walk with God and how to do what God has called us to do. And so the world doesn't govern my decisions. I'm sorry I'm not following your crowd. I'm fo- I, I, I just, I've been made that way. One of my Nigerian brothers, we had a conversation two weeks ago. He's like, hey, Pastor Max, man, you, you know, why don't you just do what they say you must do? I say, there's a reason why God made me a colored man. I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm not Indian, I'm not, I, I don't fit in your mold. I'm happy with who I am. Oh, colored people, hey. forget it. We are strong. I w- Come on, child of God. They- don't, don't, don't let the world define you. Do, do you know that there's no such thing as white? They got pigmentation in there. They also colored. Do you know what's black? They also colored. You know, India, they, we all colored, man. I'm seeing the people saying, oh, time out, you need to leave now, apostle. You need to go. This kingdom message is, is, is it's a game changer. I, I know why God saved us. I know I was born. I know why the fight has been so intense for my family and for our lives. I know why we're in the battle. I know why this message is what the enemy has been after. And I am not ashamed of this gospel, man. I can stand here and preach for days on this thing called the kingdom of God to you. So that somebody can get this message. Because let me tell you something now. You will not die in the village. When you get this message and you accept it. Your life changes forever. Your finances. Let me tell you why I believe many people are under pressure to take the vaccination. I'm under no pressure to take it. Because of the economic state. It sounds like you you must care for people. No, no, no. Your boss is saying you don't work here if you don't take this thing. But if you had controlled your own destiny, if you had your own business, imagine you had your own jet. Imagine, do, you, do you really think that the, the rich people are doing the, going the way like everybody else? The devil is a liar. Don't you ever believe the lie. This whole thing is an economic press. But if you are free, you're quiet this morning. You're quiet this morning. Go back to my scripture. Let us end. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I'm glad you enjoyed the party anyway. So Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Because when you hear about the kingdom, you must see something about the kingdom. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who's not offended because of me. People can get offended because of this message. Because people demonize what they cannot duplicate. You can't duplicate the kingdom. Now you're mad at me. 
Now you're dealing, oh, what's this message and why are you going? And another woman put me on all kinds of pressure from Australia. Aren't you leading the people wrong? Let me get of that. I have a great responsibility, man. I'm not making any selfish decisions here. I'm living out my convictions and I will let you know what it is. And if anything changes from the Lord, I will let you know. But I'm a leader. I'm not here to make sure that people stumble and die. It's you look at a little nine-year-old last week and crying and saying, but what about my daddy? I thought you prayed. What kind of a leader would it be to say, ah, well, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Are you kidding me? We're in a fight here, man. We're not being reckless. As they departed, Jesus began to say, you know, offended people, when they look at what, what's happening in your life, people get offended because we're prospering in the midst of, of a pandemic. I'm going to preach this side. People are getting offended because <laughs> we're prospering in the midst of a pandemic. We haven't, we've built the best structures and systems and strategies in the last six months than we've ever done for the ministry before. You're going to catch up because we've gone ahead of you. And people that are coming to it, business people, let me tell you today, there are, there's multi-million dollar status inside of you and we're going to go there because the kingdom is going to take us there. I needed the church to have a good shout and an amen this morning. We are coming. We are not backing down, whether it be through women of substance, whether it be for change, whether it be the king's round table. You watch what God does through his people because God's backing his message. This message of the kingdom will be preached and then the end will come. You are in a message, man. You never came to church. You must accept the message. According to Isaiah 2.2, governments, nations are going to come to the house of God to tell us how to build education systems. Because one's got to do with your identity is the church. Oh God, I don't have time. You are an ambassador. When you get the image right, all of your life changes. You see, you're not just saved as the righteousness of God. You are an ambassador for Christ. What's an ambassador? It's when you're the one. <laughs> an ambassador is sent to a, not for employment, for deployment. Of all of God's creation, the birds look to take the little ones and teach them to fly for deployment. Only, of all God's creation, only human beings are looking for employment. Can I go and work for a boss? In the kingdom of God, <laughs> religion's always looking for a leader for the organization. In the kingdom of God, we have an organization of leaders. There's a leader sitting right next to you and they don't know they're the one. Now, until you accept that you are the one, you're never going to come into what God has got for you. I'm asking the question this morning, are you the one or must we find someone else? I'm going to start here. Are you the one or must God wait for another generation to rise up? Are you the one 
Or must we look for another man? Must we go and find someone else? That's, there's a reason why Jesus never went to the church for his disciples. Because the church is about control. He had to go into the business. He had to go and fetch Peter. Don't matter, my boy, if you're cursing or even denying me. Tax collectors have been robbing people. He spent his time there because his message was not, you stay in the church. His message was, how are you going to influence the world? And the church has domesticated the people. You're playing safe in church. He says, I'm sending you as wolves, as sheep amongst wolves. Be wise as serpents, as gentle as doves. Who domesticated you? Who trained you just to say amen, hallelujah in the church? No, we remember how you danced in the nightclub and threw your weave off and went crazy in the nightclub. Now you come to church and it's all just, oh Jesus, we love. Hey! Hey! We're looking for you. Come on, somebody. It's time for somebody to get violent because the kingdom suffereth violent, but the violent will take it by force. We need some woman with some crazy faith. Come on. I remember when it came to 12 o'clock, when it was dark, and you knew that, ah, now the nightclub has started. Then you kicked your shoes off and you went all crazy. It's time for the woman to rise up in the sour. It's time to kick your shoes off and say devil not in my lifetime not over my children i need a shout and an amen in this house bring the worship team up let us get going i never completed one scripture this message of the kingdom man if you don't accept it servant hear me man of god there's too much inside of you, man. The greatness inside of you. Let me, let me give you the testimony of Gershwin. Everybody's celebrating Gershwin. Gershwin is your cook. He was in a ministry, and he came in here, and no, I used to receive an offering, and I used to do this in the church. I'm like, so what do you really want to do? Do you really believe that this is the only thing you're supposed to be doing? Everybody crying in the church, hoping one day they're going to get the mic. Are you kidding me? Brought him through my, through my training, 318 engine. Said, what's in your heart? Said, I love cooking. It's been weeks now. He's cooking from home. He's booked out every weekend. Sold out on his stuff. It's called ministry. It's called an ambassador. It's called somebody who is sent. Because he comes here and I say, but you're not the one to take the mic here. But when you take the mic in your ministry, people eat and are satisfied. The question I got for you this morning is, are you the one? Or must we look for someone else?
Because when you are the one, you've got these five questions. You are clear about it. Inside of it, Gershwin knows his potential. And every week he's able to produce. This is my menu. Sunday afternoon in the new year. Oh, thank you so much. Sold out again this weekend. The man is so busy. But he was sitting with his lazy backside in the church, waiting for the mic. He's more busy than me now. <laughs> because he's in his core. How do I tell this to you? What are you waiting for? Who are you waiting for? Are you still just looking for a job and God must go and look to your children to raise them up? Because church people can frustrate you the most. Kingdom people, it's a joy to work with them. They're so busy with their assignment, they got no time to say, oh, let me tell you what that one said about me. And can I just watch? I mean, you got time to send long messages. When people send me long messages, I'm like, where did you get the time? When people send me long messages, I send back a message, a smiley. Oh, at least pastor sent me a smiley. You know, an emoji of some sort. I at least read your message. But to write out long, yes, and this, and I want to tell you, I'm like, why don't you just write the book and sell it? Because you like writing anyway. Church folk, honestly, we've been praying. Father, give your people understanding. That's what we've been praying. That the people are getting the message. Come on, Pastor Brian. Come and pray here for. Just come and stand here by your pastor and pray a bit. And pray for the people. Because the message is the kingdom. I'm praying for you, man. Because you see, Jester, I'm standing at Hollard. And I'm born again and I'm saying... I don't know what to do. And I'm fasting and I'm praying. But I'm, God says, to you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I'm like, but how? You know how much I built my skill, my relationships, all that I have here. How am I ever going to earn this kind of money? How am I going to do this? This don't make sense. Matthew 6.33 Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things will be added. How? Because you're the one, son. I'm going to put this message inside of you and you're going to carry it to the generation. And I'm going to add things. I grew up in a system that says, how? I got sick for 18 months because I struggled to accept the message. God help me. And I'm praying for every single one of you that you're not going to fall by the way, but you're going to receive this message of the kingdom. Pastor Brian. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus.
We thank you for this word that you've given to this house, Father God. We thank you for the mysteries of the kingdom that are being revealed to us as your people, as your sons and daughters, Father God. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding now are plugged with light, oh God, in this church, Father. I declare and declare that we're getting the message, oh God. I declare and declare that it's only to good soil, Father God. I declare and declare that we're producing a hundredfold on this word, on this seed, on this message, Father God. I declare and declare, Father God, over kingdom life embassy that the sons and daughters, Father God, are flowing with kingdom understanding wherever they're going Father God they're possessing territories Father they're expanding the kingdom Father God for your praise and for your glory Father that they focused on what you want them to be focused on Lord and so Father today I declare and declare over this house that kingdom demonstration and manifestation is our portion wherever we go people see the kingdom of God being made manifest in Jesus mighty name Amen and amen. Okay, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Lord. Wasn't the word just powerful today? Amen and amen. There's a difference. I just want to say something, Apostle, even you were saying about the scriptures and stuff, but there's a difference from somebody that's teaching something that they know is a principle to somebody who's living the word themselves. You are living testimony of the kingdom message. That's why when it comes from you, there's a different kind of anointing that's released in the house. All we have to do is catch it. There's an impartation that took place here this morning. It's not a teaching. There's an impartation that took place here this morning. For God to do in and through our lives what needs to be done. Amen. We are a kingdom people. God has called us for a time such as this. Kingdom, life, embassy. We are the one in Jesus' mighty name. God doesn't have to look for another. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, God has just been phenomenal once again in our midst. I'm so excited what God is doing in this season. You're going to see. You're going to see it. We don't have to preach it. You're going to see the demonstration of the kingdom in this season over this house. Amen and amen. I just want to, uh, so just with media, the media testimony, Apostle. Okay. So just from media, what God has been doing um, has just been absolutely phenomenal. But it's been, it's not business as usual. It's, yeah, it's, it's territory. It's not my skill. There's an anointing. You know, Apostle released in July. He said it's going to be six months of favor. I wasn't even in church. I was in my bed because I was recovering. And I said, this word, that is for me. I said, not, we're going to see the kingdom be manifest in my life over the next six months. Favor wherever I go. I've had meetings with people that are so, let's say they're famous. I'm influential. Amen. 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 They're famous, but I don't know them. I do Wikipedia the people. I'm serious, my wife helps me with those things. But I, I don't know them at all. But I walked into certain meetings and I just opened my mouth. And I'm, before I go, I say, Lord, the Holy Spirit, you said to do. And I go into anybody's presence, you give me the word to say and what I need to say. I have the favor of God. It's been declared over my house. And people cannot help but help me. People love me. They just want to do business with me. When I walk into every meeting, I'm telling you, people just want to sign. They want to work with me. They, they say immediately, oh, this guy's the guy. This one's the one. This one's the one. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and this, this 
week we just finalized the deal for, for a place uh, for the, the studios and what's been happening there. We saved over 600,000 rand or something that we we're dealing with. All the stuff that I put down that I wanted. It doesn't make sense to anybody. If I'm going to show you the numbers, you'll, you'll see. It doesn't make business sense for anybody. I said, I'm putting this. I said, Dad, I favor these people. Your spirit in this territory, they are submitted to. The Christ on the inside of me in this place, they submitted to. They're going to say yes and amen. Every single thing that I asked for, they said yes and they said amen. 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 They said yes and amen. It doesn't make sense. But it's the favor of God that is upon us in the season as a church. Hear me. I'm sharing this with you because it's not for me. It's for all of us. Amen. It's the season that God's going to shine his favor upon you. Wherever they go, wherever you go, they're going to say yes because they cannot deny you according to the kingdom purpose and plan upon you. Amen. Amen and amen. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst. We are privileged and honored, Father God, that you've determined to set this word in this house. And so today, we repent. We make the turn today, Father God, from every religious, cultural, and traditional system and understanding that opposes the kingdom of God. We declare that we are a kingdom people. And as we open up ourselves as children, we come before your throne this morning, humbling ourselves, Daddy, and saying we are teachable in this season. Teach us, Lord. Sow this word so deep inside of us that wherever we go, we cannot do anything but manifest the kingdom of God. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You say, oh, Pastor B. This word is powerful. You say, this word that the apostle preached today, I want this in my life. I want the kingdom. Jesus says, I am the way. He's the door. The way to enter into the kingdom is only through Jesus Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, even in your homes this morning, if that's you, you say, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want this kingdom reality to be my reality. Then I want to pray with you this morning. If that's you, just lift your hand wherever you are. Just lift your hand wherever you are. We're going to pray with you. I see your hands. I see your hand. I see your hand. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I see your hand. Thank you, Lord. I see your hand, son. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. All you have to do is pray this simple prayer with me this morning. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God, that you came down from heaven to this earth, died on the cross, for the forgiveness of my sins, three days later rose again so that I can have life in your kingdom. Jesus, wash me, cleanse me, and make me brand new. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you made that commitment online, just let us know. Say, I'm in the kingdom. Amen. We want to connect with you. If you lifted your hand in the service this morning, just connect with us outside in the foyer. We just want to have a quick conversation with you, have a chat with you, get to know you, and pray with you today. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to receive the offering. Hear me. In the kingdom. In the kingdom. In our government. In our government. In the kingdom, we pay 10%. The taxes have never changed. Never changed. There's no corruption here. 
see Petra went up again. We're not affected because we don't get paid by this government. Apostle shared about an ambassador. An ambassador don't get no money from the place where he's deployed to. All his money comes from the economy that he comes from. So it doesn't matter what's happening around you. It doesn't affect you. Why? Because you are a kingdom economy. You have access to heaven's wealth over your life. So as you bring your tithe and your offering into the storehouse, it's not a burden. It's a blessing. You should be excited to give. You should be excited to survive because you know you're connecting once again with heaven's economy. You're making a public declaration in the heavenly saying, I don't belong to you. I don't belong to the system. But when I'm sowing and when I'm tithing, I want all of, he of heaven to know. And I want every devil and demonic spirit to know that I'm in the kingdom. I'm blessed and God has blessed me and no man can curse me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Please pass around the basket this morning. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people as they give. We don't come from here, Father God. Our source is you. Our economy is the kingdom economy. And from today, Father, as we give, as we sow, as we bring our tithes, we make a commitment to you, Father, never to take our eyes off you. And to give as you instruct us to give. To bring our tithes into the storehouse so that your will can be done in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. churches in Jesus name we call the saints together in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord that things are changing as we've come together to worship you to honor you father God we thank you for what you've delivered in this house we honor you we praise you and we bless your name this morning thank you for doing what you're doing in our midst oh God now father God as we go I decree and declare over every son and daughter that you become restless to remain the same but you'll turn and repent and embrace the word of the kingdom. I thank you, Lord God, that this message is birthing visions and dreams, removing scales from people's eyes, Father God, that they can see who they are in you. I declare and declare that this church, we embrace the call of God upon our lives. We say before heaven that we are the one. Now, Daddy, do in and through each and every person in here in this place and let them demonstrate your word, your kingdom, your purpose, and your plan in and through every area of their lives, from their families to their homes to their economic situation and their purpose and their gifting. 
in Jesus' mighty name. I declare a blessed week, a week of profuse favor, increase and acceleration like you've never seen before in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Shout, I am the one. I am the one. I am the one in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Hallelujah.